Hello, hi, and welcome to a beauty special on The Emma Gunn Show, and it's all about cosmetic procedures. And specifically, we're talking about those aesthetic cosmetic procedures that we're no longer able to have while we're in lockdown. Now, there may be some of you listening who are keen to get back into the salon for your cut and colour, and trust me, I believe. I believe you, I hear you, I see you. But there may also be people listening who are missing their aesthetic practitioners, and you know who I mean. Those people who expertly give you filler, Botox, and other in clinic aesthetic procedures. Now, quite rightly, any reputable practitioner closed their doors when lockdown was announced. Some even took the move to do so beforehand. And although there is a very tentative talk of these clinics being able to open around June, July time, nothing is confirmed. So what are the consequences of going without your usual treatments for a period of time? Will there be any negative consequences for this sudden and unexpected pause in your aesthetic procedures? Will you have to ask for double the Botox next time you go back? Will you need a stronger filler when you return? How long should you be leaving between these treatments anyway? And when do you know that it's all worn off? Well, who better to get on the podcast to answer these and other pertinent questions on the subject than the queen of tweakments herself and friend of the show, Alice Hart Davis? Alice has been on the show before. She is a wealth of knowledge and she is famous for being a tweakments expert. She knows the best practitioners, can guide you through any procedure and isn't afraid to try them out herself. And she is always incredibly knowledgeable and incredibly honest. So what do you do now? What So, so what do you do now? Do you do anything? Do you use a particular type of skincare? Is there anything you can use to fake all of these things? Well, Let's ask Alice. Here she is, making a return to the show and setting the record straight on this. It's Alice Hart Davis on The Emma Gunn Show explaining everything you need to know about your paused tweakments. Alice Hart Davis making such a welcome return to the podcast. Hello. Hi, it's fantastic to be back with you. It's so nice to see you as well. What a pleasure. Yeah, because it's virtual, but we are on screen together, aren't we? So, so yeah. I can, yeah, I can see you, and that makes a big difference, doesn't it, when um, when, when trying to communicate? Yeah, yeah, I I do believe eighty percent of communication is nonverbal, which does make podcasting <laughs> something <laughs> of a, you know, having to adapt in the new video realm. But the reason why I wanted to speak to you on the podcast is because um, you are the queen of tweakments. That's a title I've given you. You have an incredible book called Tweakments, all about the uh, procedures, surgeries, et cetera, that you can have. And one of the things that has definitely happened during lockdown is that people no longer are able to get access to any form of aesthetic work that involves another person. Yes, uh, all the clinics are closed. Um, all the responsible ones were shutting in before lockdown. Um, but yet some some practitioners are still working. I hear a lot of whispers around the grapevine that they, they shouldn't be. But mm. um, but yes, people cannot get their toxins. Um, that's Botox and other forms of toxins are available, or fillers, or laser treatments, or whatever they were doing, and. These things are all very non-essential, but a lot of people find they're absolutely part and parcel of what they want to do. So, yes, it's causing a lot of stress to the regulars, as you might say, particularly because at the moment they really feel they can't talk about it out loud. Because how can one admit to being bothered about your wrinkles when there's a global pandemic going on? You know, it's really not something to talk about. So a lot of the stigma around talking about treatment seems to have come back in. 
know, I've been sitting here. Yeah, um, I've been sitting here trying to open up the conversation and say, look, let's just talk about it. it because people don't talk about it, that the whole thing gets driven underground and people don't realize quite how important it is to find a really good practitioner because of the dangers of what can go wrong, the lack of regulation in this country, etc. But because people don't want to talk about it now or don't want to be seen to be talking about it, that sort of omerta around it has rather come back. But people are still very much thinking about it. All the doctors are still keeping up with their patients online. They're doing online consults, particularly about skincare, medical grade skincare, serious cosmeceutical skincare. And, um, and I'm getting a fantastic number of uh, questions quietly. You know, they come in on email, they come in on direct messages. So people are bothered, uh, but they don't feel they can be openly bothered, if that makes sense. Yeah, I, I hadn't even thought about that. And I guess in the industry that we work in, um, I've never was, been as aware of the stigma because obviously everyone in our industry is open about it. And a lot of our friends are practitioners. Yes, yeah, so it, it, it still is there. I mean, in the aesthetics bubble, as you might call it, where I spend most of my time working, everybody says, oh, the stigma is gone. But in the real world, it really isn't. You know, I've been running these events, which obviously stopped now, where, where it's a... Uh, tweakment savvy audience you might say and they know enough to have found out about these events where they can come and they can meet top doctors they can look at all the technology I have stands from all the key brands in the in the area and they still come and say I didn't know it was okay to talk about all this and you say well here it is you know no judgment here just come and see what there is they, I say have you come with a friend they say no this is a very secret and private expedition no one can know about it my daughters can't know my husband can't know think, oh goodness this this has still got a long way to go um but I think as you say because of the work we do in the beauty industry um it, it is much more prevalent there mm. should we say and so I guess the thing is is for people listening who might be listening to this thinking I'm actually freaking out a little bit because I can't get my Botox my filler whatever it might be I can't go and get my laser treatments and maybe they're not wanting to be too vocal about it. But let's talk really practically about, is there is there any negative impact from taking a break from any of these treatments? No, I mean, a lot of people, a lot of comment online seems to presume that if you've been doing these treatments and you stop, your face will collapse like some old balloon deflating all of a sudden. You know, it's not like that. These, these things will, these things have a, a kind of gradual small effect. They shouldn't be blowing you up like a balloon. So as they yeah, so as their effects fade away, they will drop off gradually. But mm. some people are saying, yes, my husband keeps saying, why are you looking so anxious or why are you looking cross the whole time? Because he <laughs> hasn't seen them scowling properly for many years and that kind of thing. So so what was it? What was your question is there any negative no there's no neg negative um thing. It, it's always quite a good idea I feel to get reacquainted with how your face actually looks you know I find I always want between procedures to let things drop out a bit otherwise you maybe get into that cycle of constantly having one thing more and one thing more after that and that's where faces become overdone and distorted so there's nothing negative about it except um you may perceive it as negative if you've got used to your face being a certain way. 
Oh, interesting. Okay, so that's two points. So the first one is is that, I mean, I haven't had Botox yet, although when I do, I will obviously be asking you for a reputable practitioner. But I, my worry would be if I did have Botox and it was wearing off, I'd think, well, is the structure that it has been holding up going to buckle under the weight of my actual facial? No, no, no. It, it's just inhibiting the ability of the muscles to contract. So. Um, the muscles regain their ability to contract you find you can express yourself fully it, it's not done anything fundamental that's proving a problem I mean Botox is a really interesting example in point because for decades it's been used to um, to damp down muscle spasticity in people with cerebral palsy for example in children they have massive doses of Botox to stop their limbs twitching you know far far more than would ever be used in a cosmetic treatment so and it's a kind of treatment it takes effect um, the effect wears off the treatment can be repeated and that can be done again and again and again and that's been very carefully observed medically over decades you know, without much in the way of negative mm -hmm. effects so is it going to have a harmful effect on your face? No. I mean, obviously things can go wrong with toxin. It's usually from over-treatment. People have too much and then their brows drop or um, become asymmetric or go up at the side. So I'm pulling all these faces on screen um, for Emma's most excellent listeners, which, which you, of course, can't see. But you'll know the look. You'll know the look. Um, or just that blank look. And I think it, it, it's quite good to be able to see how people's faces actually move because we have become so used to seeing um, famous faces, well-known faces that show really very little expression. If you look at some of the chat shows on TV mm. um, and you see how little most of the guests' faces move, it's only when you've got a bunch of them there and there's maybe an older character actor in the mix or an old rock star who's clearly had nothing done and you observe just how much their face is wrinkling and scrunching and moving and expressing itself and compare and contrast that to the others on the bench and you think yeah maybe they have had something done but we've got so used to that kind of minimal expression and the kind of the Instagram look you know particularly among younger people mm. that maybe we start to think it's a bit normal and it's not. Well what you were saying earlier also um, highlighted something that I've never really thought about before and that if you go and have a treatment filler or Botox, for example, and you let it wear off, but when you let it wear off a bit and then you go and have more, you're mm. actually, I mean, it makes sense now, but you're accumulating and that's when you do fall into that territory of maybe things, the face stops looking like your old face. And we can think about, I mean, we can obviously think about celebrities who used to look a certain way and now look, I mean, utterly beautiful. Thank you very much. Yeah, but, but different. Um, yeah, but different. And it's, it's because of putting a tweakment or a treatment on top of another one so it's like a building block to a different face I'd never really I'd always thought it was more invasive than that it depends on the practitioner you choose it depends on whether you've discussed what you want done with the face if, if you've got an older face it's usually about normalizing that face as it were bringing back what nature has been taken away so you lose fat as you age you lose bone mass as you age everything starts to collapse inwards but um, a bit of structural filler can reposition that and bring it back out from the inside out. But it doesn't have to be done to excess. It can just be done to make you look more lovely within the parameters of what's normal. Um, 
if you're going for a, what the companies call a beautification approach, then it is more about adding extra drama to the face. It's like blowing up the cheekbones to give that contour. It's about sharpening the angle of the chin. It's about enhancing the lips to make them bigger. And that's where a face will start to drift from what it did look like to, you know, among a lot of younger Instagrammers, there is definitely a look, it's a big brows, it's the mm -hmm. big lashes, it's the cheekbones, it's the lips. I have a slide I put in my presentations to doctors saying, this is what will happen to this younger patient unless you manage her really carefully and counsel her about how important it is to maintain an individual look. And mm -hmm. I put all these pictures up and they say, well, they're the same person. I say, no, they're A, B, C and D but they all do look the same, particularly once they've filtered the resulting images they're getting. So um, yeah, it's it's about enhancing what you've got without distorting it. Is that a way of putting it? Yeah. And so, I mean, normally if someone's listening to this and they are already getting things like dermal fillers and Botox, is that something that should be, probably the regular cycle is that's repeated every three to four months? Um, fillers probably six to nine months to a year, depending on the, the type of filler and where it was. If it was a kind of deeper, more structural, longer lasting filler, that may last you for 18 months or two years. If it was something lighter weight and more flexible to go in the lips, say that'll be more like seven or eight months. Mm -hmm. um, okay. Toxin between three and five months, three and six months, depending on how much is put in in the first place. But if you have a whacking great dose at first, then you spend a while completely immobilized and then it all gradually starts to come back in. Most people prefer now to have regular doses probably every three months. Clinics really shouldn't treat you more regularly than that. So I know it might be a little way off in the future, but when people are <laughs> able to go back and they are going, they are able to go and have their treatments again, Obviously, there may be a temptation to say, Doc, ramp it up. Yeah. <laughs> what's, the, yes. what's the sensible approach? What would you reassure somebody listening to this who is going to go back and have something and will be very keen to do that? What would be your advice for making sure they get the best out of that first treatment back? Um, I would just say make sure you are going to a really good practitioner like any of the ones who I have on thetweakmentsguide.com mm -hmm. where I, I only have really good practitioners whose work I know and like and can trust and can really wholeheartedly recommend and I can see the problem will be that they may be busy all the good guys are likely to be very busy because they have regular patients who haven't got in there for a while so there is going to be a squash a lot of them are already booking patients in for June tentatively mm. because they may not be able to accommodate them they may have to budge those appointments back but the patients are very aware there's going to be a squeeze so there's a lot of a lot of jockeying to get on those waiting lists already and then if you decide you want to go and have a treatment and you find your usual person is um, fully booked for a while the temptation will be to go to I don't know anybody locally whoever you could find somebody off Instagram who's offering cheap treatments you know just just please don't just be sensible because if you go and see a good practitioner they will talk to you and they will talk sense to any ideas you've got about ramping it up um mm. let's do something that's going to last just in case this all happens again which which it may well do may not it lockdown you know I, I feel we're going to have a a cycle of them mm. so you could go for a bigger dose of something but then it'll be a more obvious you've had it done it may not suit your face and it'll be more the more obvious where it where it wears off. Mm. 
So that's not the answer, basically. No, <laughs> no. I mean, um, also, these things are not essential. You know, they don't suit everybody. You, there's no law says you have to go and have treatments. You know, I'm always being told by people to learn to accept my face. It is, can't I learn to grow old gracefully? And you think, sure, I could, but I'd just rather not because I know yeah. that these options are out there. So I would like to go and see what they can do. But, you know, there's a lot you can do with great skincare. There's a lot you can do with home use devices. You know, there's a lot you can do with lifestyle changes. So it doesn't have to be needles or nothing. Mm. Well, which is, again, all, all good advice. And then I think the other thing as well is that you posted something on your Instagram where somebody had decided to take matters into their own hands. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, there is... A whole movement of people who like self-injecting and there is no law unfortunately to stop fillers being sold uh, generally available on the internet so mm. you or I or anyone can go and buy those fillers buy the needles inject ourselves or anyone we fancy there is no law to stop that now um, or when we're when we're not um, locked down and yeah it can go it can go very wrong because if you as this woman had done inject a blood vessel and it blocks the blood vessel then the tissue in the area starts to die it's a process called necrosis if if that blockage starts to travel back up the artery it can get into the eye area that's where blindness can happen blindness is relatively rare but it can happen and you know how mad is it to go and inject yourself with this stuff when when you're not a medical professional but it's, I, I'm just lost for words on this but mm. I know there's a whole whole sort of bunch of people out there plenty of groups around who think it's a good idea they swap pictures they swap advice um, but if it goes wrong then they haven't got any way of correcting it because if you've injected filler and it's gone wrong if a, if a practitioner who knows what they're doing has injected filler and it goes wrong as long as you know what that filler is if it's a good mm well-accredited brand of filler, then you know how to deal with it. Yeah. If it's not, and, and that filler in the question in the picture you were talking about, it, it was one that none of the expert nurses who were trying to uh, grapple with it had ever heard of before. It had a particular different way of the hyaluronic acid was cross-linked. It made it really difficult to, to tackle. Um, but when, when there's been a problem like that, you need to get to an expert medical professional who can inject it with the enzyme that will dissolve mm. the gel uh, before your lips completely die off and the tissue has to be excised. It doesn't bear thinking about But um, uh, the, the trouble is when that kind of thing happens, uh, patients will tend to go to A&E um, if they've been to... I'm muddling up different strands of this. Sorry, um, if that's happened and people go to a and &E, I mean, you don't want to be going to a and &E at the moment you know, if you've got a non non urgent thing. But obviously, a necrosis in the in the lips is a really urgent thing. But also, a and &E staff are not trained in managing aesthetic complications, so you need to find a way to a practitioner who's prepared to treat you. And they did treat this one, and they and they sorted it out. But um, yeah, don't do it. Just don't overall, do it. yeah, DIY injectables. No, no, terrible <laughs> idea. Now, in the meantime, because there is no access, there there is no access to these treatments. Is there a shift? Someone's listening to this and they're thinking, well, I like the effects I get from Botox. I like the effects I get from filler, and I'm not spending my money on those things. So I'm going to spend my money on skincare 
or topical products that I hope are going to deliver not I mean I've been getting I'm sure you have Alice I've got so many press releases at the moment the natural alternative to Botox and I always think bollocks but is there anything that you can advise people to incorporate into their regime or use that might obviously not give a similar result but contribute towards those sorts of effects well I would say just concentrate on the basics like vitamin A derivatives like retinol for general skin condition and vitamin C for antioxidant protection but what people yeah what people want to know is aren't there these miracle potions that can reduce wrinkling reduce the muscle action in the skin and technically there's an ingredient called argyrolene it's a peptide and if that is at a sufficient concentration in your product it ought to produce a relaxation of the muscle action but it, it's very much in the superficial muscles in the skin it's not in the deep ones that are making your face contract so it's a kind of com- confusion or a conflation of two things it's, it sounds like it's doing the same thing as botox but it's absolutely not it's working mm-hmm. on a very very surface level whereas botox goes for the muscles and just damps down their ability to do what they normally do so yeah, there's, and there's a lot of articles being written sort of about the various creams that contain these products. I mean, the Ordinary has an Argyrolene 10% solution, which you can try if you want. I've tried it. Hasn't, uh, hasn't ever done the business for me. I may not have kept it going for long enough. I should have been going for two months of that. Um, a friend was writing in the papers recently about all the creams that, that can do this, and she reckoned there's one from... Meda Beauty. Do you know Tina Meda, the dermatologist? Um, she, I can give you the details for the whatever. She got fantastic result with that, and also the Dr. Levy one, Dr. Levy Stem Cell Serum Eye something or other Eye Booster. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, I can give you the details. That's got retinol in it. It's got these peptides. It's a really sophisticated formulation, and and both of those creams are costing about 150 quid. So that that is quite a serious investment, mm. a kind of alternative to uh, to tweakments kind of price. But they're not really going to do the same thing. You know, I've been doing all these lives with doctors, and and that's one of the questions that keeps coming up. And the doctors just shrug and say, no, there's nothing that will do this, because that is the honest answer. You know, you and I working in the beauty business, we know we want to try and give some hope to people who want something. And the Mm. something is to try these creams. Also to use sunscreen the whole time, if you want, which is a really boring, basic thing to talk about. But that has more effect on preserving the quality of your skin than anything else really and mm-hmm. you, you can ramp it up all you like with um, ramp up the regeneration in the skin with retinol with prescription retinoic acid but if you're not protecting it from just everyday daylight then it's not going to help in the long term mm-hmm. so yeah serious skincare I, I'd say step up to some cosmeceutical skincare or, or medical grade skincare even um, and just to see how that goes. I mean, some people are saying now is the time, if ever there was a time, to to push on through with a r- routine that will maybe make your skin a bit red and peeling and irritable because who's going to see you? Um, some of the doctors and dermis I talk to say, please don't go too far with it because that's any redness and too much peeling shows irritation and inflammation mm. in the skin. Inflammation is the root of all problems in the skin and the body, so don't push it too far. Um, but I think a bit of a bit of consistent, active skincare and well protected from the lovely sunshine. Because goodness, we all want to get out at the moment, don't we? We we want to see the sky and and have a bit of daylight. 
um, those will be the things that really help your skin in the longer run. Okay, so essentially, and this is what I was hoping would uh, come out of this conversation is, yes, it's a little bit disconcerting. You and I have been talking about our roots before we started recording. Obviously, um, <laughs> I've just I've just touched mine up. You went in January, so you're about to touch yours up. But it can I'm be going to have to, aren't I? Yeah, I've, I've, Nadine keeps saying, oh, it's so easy. This is all you have to do. And you think, <laughs> oh, God, Nadine, you're braver than me in so many ways. But, you know, I know it can be done. It can be. She's been doing it for years. She, she and I are on a very similar root covering schedule. Um, but, but basically, is that it can be disconcerting to look in the mirror and see the greys coming through. Um, and it, I'm sure if you have uh, any kind of tweakments, it will be disconcerting to see those tweak the effects um, wearing off when you know that you cannot have access to them anytime soon. But what I was hoping we would achieve for this conversation for listeners, and I think we've probably done it, is it's no reason to panic because as soon as you go back it will you'll be able to pick it up and by not having treatments for a little while no harm will come of it other than you just have to get used to how it looks yeah totally also drop the anxiety around it because stress is very bad for the skin and if you're sitting there thinking oh no my face is collapsing you know you just regard it as a as an interesting phase wow this is what happens when I don't have it done I mean that's partly why I haven't done anything with my hair I'm just curious to see how it evolves is it that bad will my friends stop talking to me um you know, the answer is, you know no oddly enough so um so just to try and bring we've all got enough stress on us at the moment without adding that and um you know the, the effect of stress on our hormones and how that has a knock-on effect on the skin and everything else is is not is not something to ignore and sleep I don't know about you I'm I'm having real troubles sleeping properly at the moment like a lot of people are I, I suspect and um and I know that's not helping but you know stressing about it doesn't help either I'm sleeping like a baby Alice I wish I, it, but I but I get up at the same time and go to bed at the same time every day and like that always makes a difference and and I don't know whether in fact this is a good place on which almost to part this I am obsessed with those slip silk pillowcases. Oh, are you fantastic? I, I wreck silk pillowcases. So I the ones I like are the Illuminage ones. They are made yeah. with a kind of a copper peptide. Unfortunately, they, they, they're no longer in production, but you can find them on on other corners of the internet. Every now and again, I find one <laughs> I snap up a pair. Because, because you can shove them through any old wash and, mm. um, and they'll keep their whatever for about 50 washes. But silk ones no you, you're right they're, they're they're lovely and they're fab but you always I find a silk pillowcase will, will find its way into a, a wash with the towels and then it comes out of the tumble dryer and <laughs> it's fragile oh, no. shredded thing and you put it on the pillow and it simply disintegrates you know, oh, um that was a oh, no, terrible no, terrible thing to do I shall yeah I just shall be be, be, be lovely with them be gentle with them <laughs> okay that's been so helpful and I really appreciate you taking the time to do that because I just I really just hope listeners who might be fretting about this are given a little bit of peace of mind and just reassured that it's all going to be okay. <laughs> oh well, thank you. And um, I don't know if the, this is the point to mention it. You can cut it out if if, if not. But I, I've got a skincare book coming out in the next few weeks, which will be all about just the basics of skincare and how to build an effective re- region. Sorry. <laughs> 
<laughs> go, how to build an effective regime that won't break the bank and which ingredients are good and why so just to straighten out you haven't got to spend a million pounds on all of this but um yeah that'll be there for people who want to enhance their education and i will i will add the links to the show notes obviously and obviously there is the tweakments the tweakments guide which is your book that is tweakmentsguide.com yes the tweakments guide got tom (laughs) you'd think i've got the braces on wouldn't you Um, the tweakmentsguide.com has got so much information about treatments about skincare concerns about treatment concerns you can spend hours fiddling through all the research on that and work out what might be good for you and how to approach it for for when the time comes and these clinics are open again it's the ultimate word of mouth so in the past and obviously because of my friends I would have said oh I'm interested in having a breast reduction or I'm interested in having Botox or I'm interested in having such and such peel and I would call one of my mates you Nadine Caroline whoever and that's a really lovely resource to have on hand but the treatments guide the book and obviously com for me is the equivalent expertise in one spot so it's a really brilliant resource thank you thank you very much you're so welcome and thank you for joining me it's always a pleasure to speak to you I will of course put all the links to you uh the workshops your lives your social media the books the website in the show notes for Alice Hot Davis thanks for coming back thank you Emma that was such fun When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's best sellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. 
Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com, code GLOW.